yeah. So it's it ain't playing. We ain't gonna even worry about it today. So I don't know why the intro's been tripping, the countdown and everything, but we ain't even gonna mess with it because I already toyed with it earlier and it was playing fine. So we just gonna roll with it. All right. Thank y'all for tuning in today to the new episode of TK's Chronicles of a Black Sheep. Um, we are in for a wonderful, wonderful uh, episode today. We have two of the greats on with us, and I am super excited. So, um, as usual, my co-hosts are in today. We have DA. What it do? What it be? What it is? It's your boy, DA. Hold on. Y'all see the top of my head. What the hell is up with my camera? Ooh. All right, I'm straight now. All right, Nika Pinks. I'm here. All right, no other. And we got the big brother on with us tonight. Glad that he is here. Mr. Derek Jones of hey, hey, Ship Gumbo. Glad to, I'm happy to be here. Yes, it's going to be awesome. Also, we have Big Sis in the house tonight. Always glad to have her back. We got Felicia Johnson. Hello, beautiful people. How y'all doing? I am happy to be on with family. Y'all already know it's about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. All right, we got the pizza on tonight already. Hey, Tashira. Diara's already in the building. Thank y'all for tuning in. So tonight, um, did you say that flip phone camera don't work? <laughs> so tonight, um, wanted to talk about, I've got issues. So, you know, back in the day, they used to say, you need some tissues for your issues. <laughs> and everybody's like, I don't got no issues. You got Sports Illustrated issues. So mm -hmm. as many of us are growing, becoming aware in life of where we are and that we actually do have issues because everybody got issues but many people do not realize the issues they have and how their issues affect their relationships as far as co-workers friends uh family and actual relationships so who other else to have on with us tonight than a trauma coach and our relationship guru because we the issue experts in here. <laughs> Man, because I, I, I'm telling y'all, um, and I'm going to definitely throw this out here. If you are questioning or you don't know which way you going in your dating life, but you don't understand. Man, I'm telling y'all, y'all got to get with the big bro. Because <laughs> look here. He going to lead you the right way. Like, he... He gonna put you on game. You gonna have to unlearn some stuff. I'm gonna tell you now. You gonna have to unlearn some stuff. Your skin gonna have to be a little tough because he just gonna shoot it to you from the hip. He ain't gonna sugarcoat it. Your feelings might get hurt. Feelings might. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. <laughs> man, cause he he boy. When I tell you he be on me and pinks. Look here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that there was a whole situation I asked him about, and he read, he sent me like 50 red flags. I said, Damn, okay, Nick, retreat. So, in going, um, 
starting off when we become i'm gonna say a little like hmm maybe that that's that's me maybe i, I wouldn't it wasn't just him that messed this relationship up maybe i might got a little something wrong how do we where 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 do we go from now when you when you realize like problem might be you yeah gotta 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 start that healing journey but first you gotta pinpoint where they where the issue is mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i'm gonna just i'm gonna land there i'm waiting for the big questions to come let's, <laughs> let's, 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 let's get them things rolling let's go tk you All right. know you know them uh you know people don't like the uh the truth they 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 don't want to uh they don't want you to tell them about their stuff. And even if they think they, they was in the wrong, they're going to find a way to justify you Because oh, okay. we think we're wonderful. We think we're grand. We think we're all that in a bag of chips. And you can't tell me because I know who I am. But you ain't never been in a relationship with yourself, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Yeah. You ain't never been in a relationship with yourself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so, somebody said somebody said on, on TikTok. Some people, some people Wait, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was like, some people be in a relationship with themselves and still be fucked up. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, somebody on TikTok said, and I, I think I'm a I'm a I'm a jack a little bit of it, but it was something to the effect of how you gonna be in a relationship when you can't when when you can't even be by yourself you don't even like yourself alone like you need somebody to be there you don't even like yourself when you when you by yourself so how you gonna be in a relationship and bring somebody else in and you can't even sit by yourself for more than a week that's true yeah yeah and that's a lot of people like that they you they're they cannot be alone because what their their thoughts their emotions what they going through by themselves it overruns them, so they're gonna find some type of thing or someone to try to suppress whatever emotion, thoughts that they're going through. Yep. So I agree. That, yep. that is, that I agree. is, because that comes back into that that old saying: the best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody. Somebody, and that don't even make no type of sense. Well, <laughs> hold on. But what about what about the ones who get in a relationship with somebody that is like them? Well. They chose them person. They chose each other, so mm-hmm. you can't get mad and can't blame nobody because you chose that person just like you. Um, you gotta be willing to, and it goes back to realizing, like, man, I'm I'm jacked up, or we both jacked up. But first, a lot of times, what we do, we try to fix somebody else before we try to fix ourselves. When it comes to change, you gotta change you first before you can change anything or anybody. You can't change nobody but yourself. And so when it comes to that, when people both jacked up, you you're you're in agreement with the jacked upness. You're in agreement with the toxic. You in agreement because you're like, well, this is all I know, this is all he knows. So we just gonna fight in public and think it's cute. <laughs> and I'm just saying Ooh. that as a relationship, because you know, you know, we got other versions and other ways that look like. So you accept that. Yep. Yep. Okay, so I'm gonna hit with with some of the most common issues. So for a person that has mommy issues, 
what are some of those things that they may do in a relationship because of mommy issues that they don't realize what they're doing? I don't trust you. <laughs> I'm always suspect of you. Um, either that's going to be friendship, that could be a relationship, that can be on a job. I don't trust you. Um, especially with mother, uh, mother issues is, and it's that people pleasing. Um, I want you to see me. I want you to, you know, make me feel that I'm valuable. I want you to see that I am valuable. And so with mommy issues, you're going to say yeah to anything because why you, you want that validation. You want that, oh, please comfort me or consume me or give me something to make me feel like I'm important. And that can also look like so, uh, you a control freak. You want to control everything. You want to control everybody. Um, my mother issues go deep. So it, especially if you are a mother yourself, you're going to find yourself mimicking the same pattern your mama did to you. And you're going to think, oh, I'm not, I don't want ever want to be like that. But if you don't look in the mirror and say, dang, I got some mother issues, you're going to be like, man, I'm treating my child just the way my mama treat me. But that takes some the realness. Yeah, this this um I literally like I, I hate to keep invoking the word TikTok, but I, TikTok <laughs> be TikTok TikTok be giving you you find everything on there. I literally just heard somebody say something to the effect of um uh a mother something about having a narcissistic mother, right? Or a narcissistic tendency mother. And those type of mothers tend to breed people pleasers, right? And then those people pleasers end up dating narcissists because it's like the yin and the yang, like they find each other because the people pleaser feels finds their own little traumatic comfort in having someone that fills some of that role that the mom had of being a narcissist and having to kind of be the one that like to 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 piggybacking off of, hold on this way. Picking, no, this way, picking back enough of what she said, the, that people pleasing thing, if it comes from that source, when you start dating, you're looking for somebody to kind of replace that for you because it's like a need that you have. Yeah. Like, and we don't even realize it. We just think that we just a nice person that's, that's doing stuff for people, but it starts to become like, like a, a, a habit. It's all almost obsessive. And when you are that much of a people pleaser, narcissist type, Narcissist tendencies, they that they be licking their chops like, hmm, this is exactly what I need. Somebody that's gonna do everything for me. Mm. And you don't even realize it's happening until you all the way in me. You're like, dang, how'd I get here? That y'all, that's why I always tell people pleasers, empaths, givers, your boundaries gotta be stronger than most people. Cause y'all, yeah. the way the way you set up, it's it's not you're more susceptible to being preyed on than most people because you're gonna see the best in everybody. You wanna help everybody, you wanna fix you wanna everything. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah, you know, I got to go against the grain, uh, my, my brother, because uh, we, we live in this social media world and, you know, everybody is a narcissism. And so I, I got to I gotta go against the grain. Yes, I understand the content, but uh, I believe that every single body, every human being on this earth is a narcissist. But there are some that are more than others. There's some more that are damaging than others because we can be all selfish at some times. We mm -hmm. can all be controlling at times. We can all give me be a taker at times. 
We mm -hmm. all can be um, manipulating at times in our lifetime. So when I believe the difference is knowing, knowing that, okay, I've been damaged by narcissism, but okay, but is this person really who they is? Is that just who they is on an everyday basis? Because sometimes we meet people and that's just who they is. And then sometimes we meet them in a stage in their life that they just broke and hurt. And that goes back to broken people, just broke, break people, hurt people, hurt people. And so when I think about, when we talk about narcissism, we have to understand me, I'm more able to give people grace. And that's me because I'm a giver. Hey, but I also know that, especially with mothers and fathers that has raised children, right? They've raised children, but a lot of our parents didn't even know how to take care of kids. Mm -hmm. A lot of our parents didn't know um, how to be a mother, especially with these mothers back in the uh, 70s and 80s. I don't know about y'all, but uh, uh, my mama, <laughs> hey. So when it comes to that, when I think about that, that right there, we all have to be like, is this person who they really is? Like, that's who they are. Like, they manipulate them. Is that who they is? Then you got to believe who they is. And protecting, I agree with you there, protecting your boundaries, being able to have strong boundaries against those people. Yep, yep. You ain't go against the grain. We we agree. All those times. We're talking about parents like from the 70s, 70s and 80s and shit. But you look at, if you look around society now, I think it's a lot worse than than then. Because now everybody has, one, everybody has access to everything. Mm -hmm. And two, everybody's doing stuff online just to get that approval. So it's, it's I think it's worse now than it was growing up back then. Because you got, and then you look at statistics, you got, people having kids before they even know how to pee straight. So Damn. I agree. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's a definite. Um so what are those things for a person if they have daddy issues? Mm. <laughs> That's well, okay. So I'll, I'll start. Um, I think, and I and I learned this from my friend Bernadette. Um, the daddy issues start to look, and it's a lot of different flavors of how it ends up looking. But the biggest part that I learned from her, because that's her platform, Fatherless Daughters, is the absence of a father could damage you know, who you choose in relationships and how you move about the world. But it, but a lot of times having a father that's present, but not emotionally available has some of the same kind of out, the output almost looks identical, even when they're in the home. Cause there's a lot of fathers that they pay the bills and that's it. And they just kind of exist in the house and that child is still not getting what they need from that dad. And a lot of the, the behaviors look, look identical. And, and you know, just like on the flip side too, like when we talked about mothers, there's, there's, you know, and I'll just talk about men. There are men out here looking, looking for mamas. They looking for somebody to really like take care of them above and beyond what a, what a wife or like a life partner would even do. Like they really want somebody to kind of baby them 
almost. And then on the flip side, there's a lot of women out here that are looking for a father kind of role replacement where they get a lot of those attributes that they probably didn't have growing up as a kid. And, and a lot of times those decisions end up being really like toxic because all of those things that you may need as an individual, you overlook that because you're looking for the daddy first. If that makes sense, you're looking for the father first and then whatever you've grown up to be as an adult, all those little nuances of things that you probably need for your individual self, you don't even care about that. You just need daddy. So mm. I'll land there. Mm. I, uh, Felicia, what's your, your take on that? Um, like Derek said, um, fathers, I feel like is the most important thing in the life of especially uh, a daughter. Um, that's where we get our self-esteem and our self-value and our self-worth. When our daddy said, oh, you're my little princess, or you're, you're so beautiful, or you're so loved, you're so kind. That's where we get our, our self-worth from. And we don't settle, especially when we're, we have daddies in our lives and we've had it growing up, especially if they were involved emotionally, mentally, physically, um, far as they cared about our well-being physically. Um, they cared about our health. They took us to sports. They took us to different events. When they're involved emotionally and when they're involved mentally and they actually are being a father, I think that it's so beneficial because when we get older and when it comes to relationships, when it comes to marriage, we ain't gonna go after no anybody or uh, just uh, uh, anybody that's going to treat us because our father has set a standard of how I should be treated. And mm -hmm. so anybody that comes in my life, oh, you beautiful, oh, I wanna do this, I wanna do that. You be like, child, please. And on the flip side, when you don't have that father, when you don't have that, oh, you were, you're my princess, or you're beautiful, or you're, you are this person, this amazing person in your life, but you get the neglect, you get the abandonment, you are always seeking and looking at yourself, well, well, what did I do? Or why am I not deserving of love? Why am I not deserving of being treated right or appreciated? So you will get with somebody that don't treat you the best, and they will abandon you the neglect like derek said they're going to they're going to give you the same thing that you know the the, the abandonment the the trash and you're going to say i might as well I might as well stick it out because it's all mm. i this is what i'm deserving of so yeah mm. there's a lot of there's a lot of um and, and I, I i'm going to talk about about women but it's not ex exclusive to women but there's a lot of abandonment issues like we have a lot of you know the single single moms raising kids and a, and a lot of the dads chose you know not to be there for whatever reason or how whatever the reason is and there's a lot of there's a lot of women out here that are that are are obsessive about seeking that validation yeah and 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 a lot of times they'll they'll the the validation part it, it's almost so um a part of their makeup that even like i always talk about this when i talk about people dating and like and like asking the pertinent questions that you need to get answers to so that you know who you're dealing with up front and then they'll say stuff like if i ask him the questions it might scare him away and he might leave me and i'm like you only had two conversations with him like like you mm -hmm. if you really think about it you're afraid of being abandoned by somebody you don't even know yet yeah it's already it's mm -hmm. already inside you 
It's already inside. Like you can't ask the ask the dude. Like what's he looking for? No, he's gonna think I'm. Hold, hold on. What what's that energy right there? Like I'd be like, what is that? There's something in you that feels like you're about to lose somebody, and you don't even you haven't you even know. gone on three dates with them yet. That's good. That's good right there. That's so true. Damn. And I think that's that's the the reason why like that father issue, that father wound. It, it, it is crazy because we will seek and go head over heels of somebody we don't know. Like we just met them. And so it's crazy, but that's why I think dealing with those issues and pinpoint like, look, you know, my mama wasn't here. My daddy wasn't here. And this is what it is. And even like you said, asking them question, hey, was your daddy in your life? <laughs> like, that's how I really get. Like, was your mom in your life? Like, can we, we got to get real because we can't be going around, you know, just passing on generational trauma and stuff and hurt. And we just no good for each other. And we just want we gotta come on, like so. Hey, ask them questions. I don't care. If they run, that means they, they, they're not the one. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, it go, I mean, we I'm sitting here talking about what women should be asking, but it goes both. Yeah. Goes both ways, like yeah. Uh, men are well. Boys are impacted as well by absentee father. Whether it's they try to try to be too. Uh, overly, overly aggressive or overly uh, overcompensate because they're trying to figure it out, or that the flip side is they don't know what to do, so they become timid. Yeah, mm. that's the that is so true. Um, and I've seen both types of men. Um, one that is, I have to show my dominancy, I have to show my masculinity. And you are going to see me. You're going to hear me. I'm going to be loud. Um, and, I'm, I, and I'm going to yell that I'm a man because I want you to know that I'm a man. And I've seen the passive aggressive. Um, when stress comes, when difficulties come, when problems come, I'm really not going to speak up on how I really feel or what's really going on with me because um, I don't think nobody really care anyway or it, it ain't no point because I'm supposed to man up or I'm supposed to be strong and so it does absolutely go both way it's damaging to both men and women mother um issues and father issues so i absolutely agree with you mm -hmm. and i i want to touch on um alex comment and uh, i was um, just gonna bring that yeah. up yeah. um we just literally just talked about that um about can you have both parents all the time and feel abandoned by one or both parents absolutely we just literally talked about that if they're not emotionally available to you and they're neglectful of you in a way that a, a parent should be with a child, then you will still feel like like that abandonment. Like I'll, I'll give I'll take me for an example. Right. And, it, and it's a very like surface example, but it 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 informed most of my choices in who I met. Like I had both parents in the house, but it wasn't an emotional house. It was bills were paid we took you to the to the baseball games but i never got like hugs i never got the we appreciate you and i never got that so the affection so when i started dating that's all i wanted forget vetting 
I just wanted to feel. I wanted to. I wanted more hugs than a human being could have because I was deficient of that. So in that sense, I didn't. I was. I felt abandoned in that way, right? And there's a lot of different flavors how it can look, but and I could have went the other way and just didn't want it at all. But I was obsessed with it. Like I really. But I. I it didn't take me until I was probably in my 30s or so until I was like, wait, that's why I picked all of those ones. Oh crap. That's why I wanted that affection so hard because nobody gave it to me when I was growing. And then I was like, damn. Like if we all really did that inventory, you'd be like, that's there's a pattern. There's a pattern in who I chose. It's always something there. So I'll land there. Hey. Okay, so the questions are coming in. I like this question also. Um, and this is from uh, Diara. He said, what breeds attachment issues or not being able, this ain't going a little slow, able to let go so you settle? Ooh, Ooh that was heavy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, what breeds attachment issue is really just how you were raised and how you grew up, how your your parents treated you. So, um, one of the examples was that Derek Gazy was um, he didn't get any validation. Okay. So with that, you are looking for a certain type of uh, attachment of wanting a need to be seen and valued. Um, and then there's I think there's a whole bunch of attachment issues. But when it comes to those. It's how you was raised, what was given to you as a child, and something that you needed as a child, but you didn't get it. So as you grew up, you begin to seek those um, those attachment styles that you wanted in that person or in any on your job, on your in your relationships, whatever that looked like. And not being to settle in those attachment issues is actually just being aware, getting to that place of okay what have I been doing in my life and what have I been, you know, falling for? Or what have I been accepting in my life? And maybe I need to change something that doesn't give that that I, I need or how can I give that for myself? How do I secure myself and be solid in myself before trying to find somewhere else or on my job trying to find something to validate me or trying to um, whatever that looks like for you, suppress it, run in, like, what does that look like for you? And that really goes down to awareness. What do I know about me to change these situations? Or what do I know about me um, to not settle or get comfortable or content in where I am? Yeah, this this um, attachment, uh, I talk about this a lot because how and why you attach can make the difference between you staying somewhere too long and not like it's 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 one of those things that that we do subconsciously a lot of times and and, and that you know the whole um if you want to um d you can look up attack if you haven't look up attachment theory and attachment styles and somewhere in there you're going to fit and you're not even going to realize that that's what you've been doing probably most of your life and once you actually like look at why you have a need to attach then it's going to point you're going to look over your life and you're going to you're going to it's going to be like the sky going to open up and yeah. then you're going to be like damn so now at that point you can say it may not be 
corrected or fixed overnight. But once you know the why, then you can you can learn to manage it better so that you can try to make better decisions or not stay somewhere longer than you should. Because it's difficult when we have things, whatever it is, right? It could even be trauma based, right? When you have that link, that link can happen in week one. It's hard to let go, especially when you don't know why you're doing it and you're just in it. And then when you feel like something's not right and you know and mentally in your logical mind that you got to leave, that attachment, notice where my hands are going, the heart and the brain, right? When that thing gets attached, leaving ain't really an option anymore because you need to be attached or at least you think you do. And people who do that, it's got to be, there's a pattern. Like you, this ain't the first time you did. These, these are the type of people that'll say, I fall in love fast. You know, these type of people that I fall in love easy. It was love at first. The first moment I saw them, I was, it was already love. And, and I'm like, hold on, hold, 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 slow down, slow down. <laughs> like, oh, slow down. oh, hold on, partner, whoa. <laughs> so, yeah, so you just you you really got to take inventory of your of yourself. This is something that most of us don't do because we just living in the moment. It's the vibes and the feelings, and I'm tingly. You know, my God, it feels amazing. And then it be three months later, and I'm like, wait, I didn't ask the questions yet. I didn't. I'm already attached now. Yeah. Right. This That's- is also the path to being preyed upon, because mm. the pre- the people that prey on you look to get you here first, and then the rest of this stuff turns into mush. So you already done before you even know it. So I'm going to land there. That was good. That was good. So question, because, you know, we're seeing it so much on social media. I ain't going to even throw out the, the TT, but we're seeing it so much on social media and a lot in the dating world. So do you believe that's why there's so much love bombing going on now? Hold on, repeat that real quick. Do you believe with everything that's going on with what we was just talking about, the the lack of love and uh, the settling, do you believe that's why we have so much love bombing going? You want to take that, Felicia? That quick attachment. Oh, I was thinking about you and our future. And it's like, we just started communicating 15 minutes ago. What the fuck do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) I think it just goes back to that need of I I need to feel wanted. I need to feel needed. I needed to feel something valuable because I never had it in my life. Mm-hmm. I never didn't have it when I was growing up. No one told me that they loved me. No one told me that I was important. No one told me that I was needed. And then and so it's like when I meet you and you say all the right lovely things to me and you say all the comfortable things that makes me feel good or makes me feel valued, I am going to fall and i'm not control of my emotional state i'm not aware of this or this like i'm just going off the emotions and i don't realize that people i don't think people realize that their emotions be lying like (laughs) emotions are not true like (laughs) i I, I tell my kids all the time i was like i need you to talk to me talk to me because what right now how you feel i understand how you feeling that you're feeling some type of way about what what happened but they're not fact they're not truth right now and i need Mm -hmm. you to i need you to come bring it in let's talk 
and, and and I can relate. And I'm not saying that you don't leave off your emotions, but sometimes your emotions be lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah emotions, emotions are irrational. Like, and that's why I'm glad you said that because I was going. My question, you sparked one question because I was thinking of another question. I was trying to look up some stuff on the slide, but since you don't fuck that up. Um, can can a person who who understands that their emotions lie and they get really emotional and they control or what's the word i'm looking for contain their emotions can that come be portrayed as them being cold and calculated mm. yes it can um yes it can that's why knowing you and, I, and knowing who you are and having a balance of um, who you are. Um, because I believe everything is a balance. And I believe that if you know who you are, you know your weakness and your issues, you know, especially, and I know life is different for everybody. Um, I'm married. I have kids. So life is different from someone that, you know, is a single mother that is or a single father or just single and there's just them. So knowing who you are, and when you meet that person, okay, I'm not saying just blurt all your issues out, but what I'm saying, you have an awareness of saying, okay, okay, this is, I know I've been through some things and I don't do emotions. I'm a logic person, but this person that I'm meeting or on my job is an emotional place or it, she might be an emotional being. Okay, how do I um, relate in a sense? I have an understanding of who this person is because I know who I am, if that makes sense. And also, um, to, to, to kind of piggyback and, and also like the way that I look at it is, like if someone says, I know I have these issues, so I'm not gonna like show emotion. I think that's also kind of dangerous too in a way because being devoid of emotion is also unhealthy because we're human. Now, this person, hopefully, you know, whether they get help or whether they figure it out on their own can learn how to how to manage whatever the thing is that may be the bad part of the emotion, but showing emotions is human. Those of us who, who can shut them on and off, I always cause pause. Like, so you don't have none? That's a little scary to me. It's a little scary that you don't have any and and you you may say internally, if I don't show any, then that keeps me safe. Or if I don't show any, then I won't hurt anybody. But you need to learn how to manage that, too, because guess what you're doing to those emotions? You keeping them inside at some point that thing going to pop. No human being can do that. Like we always say men can do that very easily. No, no, no. I, if you if you see a man that expresses his emotions by anger, that's an emotion too. Like we always forget this, like the anger that men have, the the fighting and all of that's all emotion. It's gonna come out some way, shape or form. Right. You just don't know when or how maybe sometimes, but it ain't, it don't just sit there and definitely it, we're human. So I would never tell somebody to just keep it in because it's toxic. I'll say, we need to work on that. Somebody need to help you with that if you don't know how to do it yourself. because. We all know what happens when people hold stuff in up to a point. It doesn't look good. That sounds like stress to me. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Agreed. So, 
Reading, um, Simone said, I was bullied in school by some of my male classmates, and I ended up being desperate for male attention in my young adult years. That was an experience. Um, you felt that the only reason, I guess, the only reason that you were deserving of attention was to be, I guess, mistreated. And so mm. as you got older, um, it felt normal or felt deserving of. If that yeah so it's like that was a, a traumatic experience that changed your perspective or something so now you're at a place like okay well i get attention when um they talk about me so maybe that's what it's supposed to be but it's not it's not yep not yep. supposed to be that way yeah mm. yeah that's that's very true and that and and uh <clears throat> and felicia can back me up on this and she's the trauma the trauma uh coach but a lot of times when we experience trauma, it becomes it becomes and it's really a piggyback to what you was just saying. It becomes so normal that we think that that's how it's supposed to be to the point, almost to the point where we dysfunctionally find comfort in it. Yeah. And we look for it sometimes because that's all we know. That's why a lot of times people who who always gravitate towards like abusive people because it's all they know. Oh. It's mm. all they know. So people that you know that end up in toxic stuff all the time, 10 boyfriends later, and all of them are doing some some the picker is off. And there's a reason for that. Yeah, I was I was just about to say that. That's true. Was, yeah. And it it and the crazy part about it, we and we don't realize it some at times that it can be it's the seed is planted when we're young for a lot of the things that we experience, the seed is planted. Um, like we said earlier about the attention from a mother and father, that seed is planted. If you got siblings, you might not be, you might be the runt, so everybody pick on you. So that that seed is planted. Or you might be the ugly duckling. So it's, it's interesting that, that we're talking about this, how how it progresses through the stages. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So another question that hit um, on here, Alex the man says, "Is settling different from loving a person through their imperfections and mistakes?" Mm. Mm, that's a good one. I'm gonna let the relationship combo. I know, cause he uh -oh. got that look on his face. I'm gonna let him do that one, and I just pick it back in. <laughs> So, so let so first and foremost, the word settling, I think a lot of us have different definitions of it or whatever. So, so I don't, I don't like to pigeonhole this word into one thing, but because because a lot of times people will will like to this to this question, they'll use settling against what the second part of the question is, and they'll use them interchangeably. And I think a lot of people look at settling as something that you don't want but you still gonna stay there anyway kind of thing and i would say in this case loving a person through their imperfections and mistakes to me is really different than settling because i believe and the definitions may change depending on what day of the week is but i i believe a lot of people settle when they're in spaces that they normally wouldn't 
don't want to be and they just decide to be there because maybe they have a scarcity mindset. Maybe there's nobody else out there for me, so I might as well just stay here. I think that's different from you falling in love with somebody and you staying there because you know that they're not perfect and you're going to love them through it because all of the other stuff that you need are there. And so you're deciding to stay. I don't believe that that's called settling. That's just called adapting and loving a person through the relationship. But I think the way most people use settle, it's like, yeah, this this dude ain't even my type, but what the hell? I might as well just stay anyway. So that's it. That's all. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, settling is that might as well mentality. Um, there's one song that I cannot stand. It's me be at the altar in your white dress. <laughs> might as well do it. Might as well. Wait a minute. I got questions. <laughs> Guys, what what you might as well? You just already settling. Like you won't tell me nothing. How like what we can build together or we can grow together. And so I agree with you, Derek. That it's like settling is that might as well mentality, and loving someone through their mistakes and imperfections, especially if your aim is to grow with this person. We all have issues. We will be foolish to believe to think that, oh, you're supposed to be my 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 hero. You are supposed to be my, my queen. You're supposed to act like this and do this and be this. We are all made up differently. We all think differently. We come from different backgrounds. We come from different homes. So for us to, when we get together, whether it's a relationship or anything, it'd be foolish, us, foolish of us to believe that, oh, you're supposed to be exactly like me. If they're exactly like you, there's something's wrong. And so when you're loving a person, you know that y'all both have issues, but you're willing. This is what the, I think the, the difference is. You're willing to work on those issues together. Are you willing to change for whatever you're trying to grow to or grow into? So I I, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, that might as well. No, nah, I don't want you to might as well marry me. Or might as well. <laughs> no, yeah. I want you to choose me like don't do me <laughs> i i think it has for my my take is if it's settling if they have imperfections or make mistakes but they're not trying to change that behavior they're not trying to change like i can understand yeah. everybody makes mistakes but if you keep making the same mistake yeah over and over and over and over again then i am truly settling because i'm allowing you to continue to make the same mistake i'm allowing you to continue the same behavior yeah yeah i, I can't agree. disagree with that yeah because if they still doing the same dumbness yeah mm -mm. yeah i agree definitely so i also see that was someone else's uh response so Sane said that uh, that's how I am when men can't say I love you just because. So, you know, I believe in being transparent on this podcast. So, nine out of ten, Alex the man was referring to me because this is a conversation that we have had um, when we were together. So, when he made the comment and said, women tend to not like me because I never say I love you until I mean it. I can say it just because I'm not going to say it just because you're looking for it. When we started dating, I was the first person to say the I love you. 
and he didn't say it for a long time. And I was like, Negro, wait, what the, what the fuck? Like, I, am I in this by myself? What, what the, what the hell? Because I'd never experienced that before. And I ain't gonna lie, I was pissed off. But it took me years to understand it, and even to accept that. And I was like, what the hell? But I fell into that category of the quick I love you. Yeah, so mm-hmm. let me let me say something to that. Um, because I think I I think in my in my life history, I think I was probably that person too for the same reasons that I told you about the whole thing with the parents and all of that, right? Exactly. I think a lot a lot of us um who do say it soon or who hit. So I'm gonna do this in two parts. A lot of us that do say it soon. It's almost like a validation point to let us know that the relationship is going to a certain point. And so if the other person doesn't hear it, then that means that the relationship isn't growing. Right. That's part one. And that and that lends itself to one of those attachment styles, anxious attachment style. Like we need to know we need to know. So we know that everything's moving forward. Right. And so but the other point of that is when you're dealing with another person who has a different life experience than you, they may be showing you everything that looks like love, but actually saying it may be a trigger for them. Like they may not, that may be something that's harder for them because it means more to them, but they still rocking with you though. They doing all the stuff. They not doing nothing wrong. But when you say those words, it's almost like telling somebody you getting married to them. Like they, they really like we, I'm not going to go there until I know that this is really something that I can count on. And it may come from a place, right? We all got stuff. And so we can't tell or make that person be ready because we want them to be, (laughs) right? Like we want it because it's, it's, it's tough because that's, that's how we validate the relationship growing, but we got to realize that there's another person that's not us. So that's why I'm going to land there. Hey, and you said it good. I just want to add, that expectation you have yes you expect that person to say i love you i expect you to not say i love you and expect expectation is the biggest killer man it's a setup because like i said before and um derek touched on it he's like look that's a whole different individual that is not you he has his own thought process she has her own thought process she has her own experience and like you're trying to bring two people in a relationship and y'all be like, oh, this is supposed to work. No, baby. Y'all both have to come together and work that thing out. So it's expectation. And it's funny you said that because yesterday one of my posts uh, on my page was expectations is a setup for your feelings to get hurt or for you to be disappointed. Because I think as you grow, you realize that you can expect all damn day long all day but just because that's what you're expecting from a person don't mean that that's what you're gonna get or what you're gonna get yeah so absolutely and then I, and i just want to i think take a look at it like this way as well of course have a set what you want to what will you accept and what you won't accept um have that have that but at the same time when you have an expectation of you must give that to me yeah you you set yourself up. So, so I, we keep dropping the e word, the expectations. 
where do these expectations come from? Like upbringing, they, child. And, <laughs> um, and that's that's one of the things I was trying to get at. Like those expect those. I don't think they're expectations. I think those are things that you need that you feel you need to fill a void. And you're you're trying we're trying to mask it as expectation because like the example that we're using about somebody saying I love you and the other person not reciprocating and it it bother it's bothering people, that isn't an expectation because that other person didn't one, I don't think they knew that that's what you needed to hear or that's what they needed to hear. And two, from the person who's saying it, they don't they didn't have the expectation or, or the understanding of this person who was saying I love you, saying those three words is so powerful. They don't just throw it out there all willy-nilly. So for them to get to that point, um, it means a lot. And I'm saying that because I was I was just like Alex. I was I didn't I when I was younger, I used words a lot. I I used to say I love you a lot. I love you a lot. Knowing damn well, I ain't, I ain't mean all I want is some pussy. Like I just like so I will say it. But then, as I got older, I understood the power of those words, and that's when I started to get away from saying that. Until I knew that I really loved this individual. So yeah, yeah. I, I smell what you're cooking, bro. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. So let me let me let me let me even further expound on what he just said, right? Because I get it, right? And this is um to Tashura's point, expectations expectations lead to disappointment. So here's the thing, right? And correct me if I'm wrong, bro. When when we have expectations, right, in a perfect world, we should be able mm-hmm. to to kind of roll those out to us, to the people that we're that we're dating or talking to seriously, right? And it's like a whole thing. We're in a relationship. We, you know, we're heading that. We're in a relationship, or we're we're heading in that direction. If I don't lay out that, you know, one day, you know, I, you know, we're going in the direction of falling in love. For me, that's how I know that we've grown to a certain point, right? So now the other person knows up front what the expectation is versus you just sitting on it and inside you stewing because they're not giving you something that you didn't let them know was a point that you were going to be triggered by if i didn't say it am, am i saying that correctly yep you you sitting inside stewing and they don't even know why exactly so i get it that that makes perfect sense and and i think that's why communication is so important and i and i know it's very hard but being I feel like just being honest and being real where you at is the the most important thing because when we talk about expectation 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 is basically a strong belief um that i have that i hold that should happen in the future um and everybody has a belief system and everyone belief system is different and so when we are at that place we have to understand going back to knowing yourself knowing who you are and saying okay um do I need to talk how this conversation? Like, look, at this point in our relationship or in this point, um, I need to feel some type of word of affirmation, <laughs> like some type of word of something. And so I, I agree with both of you, Eric and DA. 
That's what's up. That was, yeah, that, that was good stuff. Um, like he also said, he said, I love you is super important and valued to me. My dad showed but never said, uh, but my mom said it and showed it. And, you know, we've talked, had that conversation before about parent, parents being absently present. And a lot don't realize that that, that has a hard effect on mm-hmm. kids as that growing up. It's like you you want the you want the whole package you want the whole combo you don't want just mm-hmm. the just one but that one when you think that you're doing that because you're providing it still causes an issue. Yeah, my dad didn't tell me he loved me till I was forty. Damn, that was the first time I heard it. Yeah, yeah. He says it all the time now, but but it took that long because now he's older, right? So now they starting to look at mortality now, and he's like, damn it. Like, I don't have no reason to hold it back now. Wow. I was about to say the same thing. Yeah. And vice versa over here. Well, over here, because, you know, I grew up in the foster care system. Um, Ain't nobody ever told me they loved me. So I was left to my own devices um, Mm -hmm. of what I had expected. And so I didn't expect much out of nobody. (laughs) I expected Mm -hmm. to say nothing, do nothing, because, hey, I had a uh, 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 artillery around my around me. I had everything, so that's why it's so different uh, for everybody. And so I, I had no expectations. <laughs> so, so TK, I know this is your show, but I want to ask Felicia a question, if if I can. Yes, go ahead. You know we so, open so, up, so Felicia, Felicia, I see yeah. how you are through your social media, and you know you came on my show before. I see how you are with your family and with your husband and the love that you showed them. So based on what you said about how you grew up, where do you pull that from? All I see from her is love. Like she loves yes. on them like crazy. So I'm not even going to lie. Since we've been real, we've been transparent, right? Yep. Yep. It was truly my husband loving me in all my issues. Mm-hmm. When I met my husband, everything was suspect. Everything was funny looking. You you moved funny. And in all of that, he always, he knew that I went through some things. I never went into details, but he knew I had gone through some things. But he had a respect enough to say, hey, um, I understand where you are. I don't understand where you're upset, uh, but uh, this is what it is. And a lot of times, there was a lot of stuff we was like, look here. Like, you telling me stuff that hurt my feelings. you telling me stuff that I don't want to hear. But it was a willingness to want something healthy. It was a willingness to want something uh, that was whole. And I never seen healthy relationships. Growing up, I've never seen it. I never seen healthy parenting, but it was, I knew, I knew the issue. I knew the problem and I wanted to create a whole different story, different dynamic. And when my motivation of the brokenness and the issue that I knew, I was like, oh, I got to change this. So it was through love and they say healthy relationships helps you, helps you heal. When you have healthy friends, when you're in healthy environments, it helps you heal. And it was because of my husband literally loving me the hell out of me because I was a hot mess. Um, yeah. And having willingness to change. 
that's why I'm able to love him. I think he knew that his ROI, which all the stuff that he like loved on me and put up with, it was going to be now what it is now. Because you can't tell me nothing about my husband. You can't tell me nothing about my kids. Um, hey, this is what it is. And so this is the product of brokenness, of issues, of pain. And so that's why I'm able to produce that with my husband and my children. I've been through some things. Girl, you gonna make me cry. <laughs> I've been you over here trying to be gay through my team my eyes water, and I'm like, y'all trying but to you, yeah, but you know what? I asked that question because I know that there's probably some people in the audience or people that yes. will listen to the replay yeah. and they're and they're going through something similar and or have been brought up in a way a lot of us have been brought up in a way where we never saw it, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of people who take that and when they get into a healthy relationship, they turn it on its head because yeah. they have somebody that's willing to give them a safe space to, to while they're on their journey to kind of be there without it being like super, super like yeah. crazy, like crazy, crazy. Yeah. It's enough for you to grow in that moment to the point where now you both are meeting in the, at that point where you could say this can be something that we can create that I've never saw, but this is going to be something that's unique to us, and we're gonna we're gonna love on each other, and then the kids are going to see that, and they're going to absorb that as well. And that's why I'm like every time I see her stuff, and I'm like that dude loved the hell out of you. <laughs> I'll never forget that first time that first time I saw him come on your Instagram live, and that dude was like right there, like. That thing was, I was like, that dude loved the hell out of her. I, I didn't even need to hear much from him. I could just see it in his mannerisms and how he was looking at you and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that dude is in there. Yeah, he's, he 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 been through some things with me. He, he, he stuck it out because I, I was ghetto. <laughs> and you know that when I, when I thought about this, this topic, um, my, my, it was very strategic. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted you on because you've always been very honest about your upbringing, how your life went. And even on one of the other episodes you've been on, you spoke about how you and how it was with you and your husband and how it was just, you was like, mm -mm. you know, you, you knew you had issues. You knew you had what you'd been through, but he stuck with you. And like, and you do. I, I'm like Derek. I be looking at your videos on Instagram. I'm gonna be like, oh, one day that go be me. Oh. So I love that. And even with Derek, like Derek, you know, he he's very transparent. We we me and Pink's get Derek 2.0 because we get this Derek and then we get the other Derek and then we get TikTok Derek. So we get Derek in massive forms. Um, like if if I it's so bad now to if we didn't talk every day, we'd be like, the hell wrong with y'all? Because we talk <laughs> we communicate so much every day. But mm -hmm. even I love his story and his honesty because he could tell you, yeah, I had issues. These issues led me, guess what? I was Billy, I was this, but now I'm not this. And then you see his story, just hearing him and Alicia's story, man, like like man that that solidness so it shows that despite your issues and the things that you've gone through on that uh, at that end of the rainbow there's still a different side there's still hope there for you to yeah. come out of your mess and be in a better situation 
And yeah. a lot of people need that because this dating shit here <laughs> right now, it, it gives just people, people just be like, man. Yeah, a lot of a lot of just to piggyback on that too, like um I think I could speak for for Felicia's husband as well as Alicia. Like when you come into a situation knowing that it's not going to be perfect, I think there's some grace that comes along with that, right? I think a lot of times in this in this new dating scene, people want you to already come the way that you're supposed to be forever, and that's not realistic. They people want reassurances about your who you are and how much you're gonna spend it. And I'm like, that's not how that's not how these marriages work. Like we adapt, we keep adapting, and it's always, not gonna ever always. be, yeah, like it's never gonna be that. So all of these things, because nobody wants to take a risk. So I gotta we not gonna pay for the date. You gotta pay half. We gonna make sure that, that it's equal because I don't want to. And I'm like, that's real life does real life ain't equal. It like we not <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't work that way. And, and, and oh sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. You got it. I got excited. <laughs> There's going to be moments where you're at a disadvantage. Like, that's life. There's going to be moments when you're not the strong person, even yep. though you try to be. You you might not be the logical person. That might be the truth. You might be the emotional one. That might be the truth. You might be the one that every time something happens in life, you want to pop off. That might be true. So you have to understand when it comes to this relationship and marriage thing, that if somebody got a strength and you have a weakness in, let them have that. It's okay to it's okay to not be strong and be all for everything and everybody. It's okay. And I think where we are in a society, everybody wanna be, I'm big, I'm miss, I'm I'm boss, I'm this, I'm that, baby. I wanna know how you act when you ain't out in public and on your job and on social media. I wanna know how you act at home. Because you can't always be one hundred percent nobody is and yeah. so i'm so glad you said that because it, it sometimes it irks my nerves mm -hmm. because it is that battle it shouldn't be no battle because you ain't you don't know everything and if you think you know everything then that is your problem mm -hmm. if you think that you the best of the best then that is your problem if you think that you don't got no issues that is your problem like, yeah yeah Cause I think I think too also too just a small a small um piggyback to that. I think I don't think either one of us is saying take on somebody who has more than you feel like you can handle just because what I'm saying is that person has the unique opportunity knowing that you're not perfect to decide whether it's enough for them to handle or not. And I think that that's what happened in both of our cases, right? Because because Alicia had plenty of times where she could have been like, shit. <laughs> but, but, but she chose to stay because with, with me and, and us dealing with each other over time, it wasn't too much for her to be like, I'm good. She was with, because she saw my character. She saw, you know, that we had uh, similar core values, those things that make us who we are. She clung to that. So all the other stuff on the outside, she was like, okay, I know where his heart is. I know he got me. I know he's doing his best. I'm going to rock with that. Absolutely. But if it does, 
She never let me forget. If it does become something I can't handle, I'm good. Like I, I, I don't need to be here. And I was like, oh shit. She just said she don't need. All right, let me. All right, let me. And that was too. Yeah, yeah. Philip, yeah. Philip yeah. Like, look here. You act like I can't say nothing to you, do nothing, and you, you, you tripping. I don't have to. Wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. We, we working on some things. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. We, we, we and so one thing that I love about my husband, he, he, he always tells me, he said, I love the fact that you had a willingness to change and not stay stuck in what mm. you. That's oh. what Alicia saw in you. Yep. She saw your willingness, even though you made mistakes, you did some crap. Your willingness to say, "Dang, I, I was creep for that. I, I said some yeah. stuff. I was, yeah, maybe I need yeah. to some things." <laughs> that right there is what separates separates good and healthy relationships versus the toxic. The yeah. fact that you have that willingness to change, because, like you said, the example that you use is you some you going through something and somebody's like well shit i can leave and the first thing out of your mouth we're gone then yeah yeah and now and then both of them sitting there talking about men ain't shit women ain't shit or that person ain't shit and da 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 simple as okay i understand you got something going on i'm gonna let you breathe and then we're gonna come back and address it yeah yeah and that's what it is absolutely And the, oh, but the flip side of that, they have to be open to that. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. That's truth right there. Now, what I the know, I know the song, let's stop, stop, see, 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 oh, I told you. It's crazy because as simple as we just had that, that piece that he just bought up and then you, and then you look at what we see in social media and it's something just like he said, that quick is all men ain't, all women ain't. It's your fault. It's those your fault. But something just as simple as that—that that, that I'm gonna let you breathe, have your moment. But we need to circle the block, back in a little bit, and come talk this out. Yep. Simple yep. thing. Just that simple. So um, I got a question. Then, I was just ready to hear you. you must have whole, felt I was that do y'all thing. You must so my thing is, we we kind of spoke about the relationship side of it but how when it comes to family like how do we do that Mm. one because it's like loving a person through their flaws this is family then right now everybody's kind of like i want to keep my peace my peace i'll cut you off i need my peace but it's like when it comes to family like what do you really do is it healthy for either one of y'all to just be like i'm done and cut it off and just be like okay i'm out that's good. That's a good question. And I, and I think I'm going to take this one. So um, I share with y'all, I grew up in the foster care system and my biological mom and my dad are still alive. Um, and one thing that it is, because I know who my mother is and because I know who my father is, especially for my mother, my relationship is different with my father than it is with my mother. And I have a boundary set up with my mother because she has done a lot of damage, not only just me being in the foster care system, words, actions, um, things she said um, that show me that I'm really not that important 
or I'm really a non-exist person to her. She really doesn't care for me. And I think when you have family like that and they are, they go out their way to try to destroy you, disrespect you, hurt you, um, don't care for you. I think that is where you begin to set up those boundaries. And sometimes that boundary do look like cut off. Mm. But maybe you're not, you don't have that strength enough to do the cutoff at that time or at that moment or whatever stage you at in that in that you have to know okay i need to distance myself from you maybe i can't come around you 24 7 maybe i have to set a, a a time limit on how long we talk maybe sometimes i have to actually like literally put myself on a timer when we're on the phone because if every time you're on that on, in that person's space every time you on a call with them and they feel like they're taking from you or taking mentally mm -hmm. emotionally physically man i don't care family or not cut them off mm -hmm. or you begin to put up those boundaries because i know it's not easy for everybody to cut off their family so but that's when you begin to set up i need to protect you know my emotional state because every time i leave you every time i talk to you i'm distraught i'm frustrated i'm angry i'm hurt that ain't no that ain't no way that nobody should live mm -hmm. yep yeah i think yeah i think um that's exactly what it is. It's all about setting boundaries and it's hard. It's really hard. Mm. Um, but if you don't do it, it's going to be a detriment to you mentally. And a lot of times physically, like there's stress that comes along with it. Um, and we still have to be functional for our own individual selves and for our own families. Right. And I had to do that, you know, with my own, um, my, well, my mom mostly. And I was just like, I can't do this. I can't do it. I can't do it. Sorry. I'm not available. And it, it was a while before she got it because she still kept pushing and trying. And I was like, I cannot, I'm not. And, and the thing about it is, it's like when you have, um, when you grow up in a culture that says family over everything and, you know, that's your uncle. So you got to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, I'm over 40 now. I don't, I don't have to. I don't like when I was five, I had to do what you told me to do, but I'm grown as hell now. Like we, I got to choose me now. Like you're not going, you're not going to keep like, like I have family members that don't even like, they don't even check for me for nothing. So I'm good over here. Like I'm not going to be the one doing all the work. So I'm good. Mm. Um, so it's, it's a lot of boundaries that I have put up for my own protection because it hurts. Like it hurts to like, you know, as some of our siblings, we don't even talk to it hurts because that's not how we was. We you supposed to be tight with your sibling. But if it ain't if it's not healthy for you, you're going to have to you got to because I'm not going to say it every instant she'd be like, shut him off. But when you put boundaries up, then you get to determine how you how and when you deal with them. So yeah. I'll land there. And that's absolutely that that's truth because you have to you gotta be mindful of if you ain't no good, how you gonna be good on your job, how you gonna be good for your family, like Darius said, how you gonna be good for anybody? And especially if they are all they wanna do is destroy. And and sometimes they don't know any better. Sometimes that fam are sometimes we grew up in a family toxic where mm -hmm. mama talk about them, uncle, everybody in the family talking about each other, but nobody says, hey, um, I don't think this is healthy. Mm -hmm. I don't think this is, we always talking about each other. Our parents are uh, comparing siblings. Like, 
we don't talk about that. And so we, we have this family mythology, which I call a family lie, that you have to be in a space where mm. <laughs> you're not your best, where emotionally, like, I'm always hurting when I'm talking to you because either you trying to tell me what I'm doing is wrong or talk, tell me a lie or tell me that somebody was talking about me in the family. It, it hurts. I'm not even going to sit up here and lie. I would love to have a relationship with my mother. What daughter or what child wouldn't want to have that relationship with their mother or with their parent? That's it's just who we are as human beings. But at the same time, now that I'm a mother and yeah, that might be your grandkids. I got to protect my children. Yeah. I protect my children. Yep. Mm-hmm. I got to protect my kids. And it's like sometimes you can see the change, especially like when you haven't talked to them in a while. And that's me. Like, I, I don't mind. I'll do the cutoff. But it's like I have the kids or, you know, the you know, where I want them to have family, too, because it's like when you cut them off, what's what's left besides your little in-house circle? So, like, I find myself I'll cut people off. And then I'll look and I'll be like, after a while, you know, you kind of open that door and you see the change. And then the mask comes off the first time. And it's like they they never changed, even though I'm going to therapy. I understand. I've learned. And it's like, you ain't learned shit. You still crazy as hell. You keep introducing them and then cutting it off and introducing and cutting it off. And at some point, it's like, okay, this can't be healthy anymore like when do you just close the door and be like okay i'm done this time for good like we can't keep playing this game because i feel like people get hurt and especially kids in that process yeah um i'm gonna be honest um i find new family (laughs) 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 i find i find people with good heart right i find people that is on the same wave the same vibe the same the same growth the same changing and and i I heard somebody say this a lot of us that we were born in families right and we were born in families that were pint-sized people basically they Mm. couldn't give love they couldn't give validation they couldn't give because all they were were pint-sized people but you was in a born in a family as a gallon-sized person you was wanting the uh, change. You was wanting growth. You wanted all the love. You wanted so much. So what is a pint inside a gallon? It's nothing. So mm-hmm. even though they were, they could only give what they only had. But you wanted more. You needed more. And so now you got to get around other gallon-sized people that when you hear them speak, you know that they're good like they have a good heart you know that they're checking for you they know they're going to support you they know that they're going to tell you the truth come on i gotta say that first because sometimes we don't like people telling us the truth but you gotta know that's in your corner that's telling you about your mess telling you about you but you're willing to say you know what you're right because i know you're doing it out of love not trying to be messy Mm -hmm. so when you think about that a lot of us was born in a pint-sized family they all they knew was all they knew. They were not willing to learn anything else. But you were willing to unlearn, learn, relearn, debunk, throw it in the trash. You were willing to do that. So when we think about our families, that's how I think about my family. I was born in a family that all they could give was all they could give. Yeah, it hurt. Absolutely. I would never 
try to take that away that it doesn't hurt because it does it's your family that's an expect our family is supposed to be the one that is that's supposed to be our ex bukun but most people don't have that because you are a gallon-sized person so yeah. find a family find a new family <laughs> and th those of us who who are who take the initiative to create these boundaries and to and to show people how they need to deal with us and, and 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 vice versa, a lot of times what you're doing is you're you are the leader in breaking the generational curse. Yeah. Right. Yep. And that and that to TK's uh, show, the, being the black sheep, sometimes you're the one that's that's going against the grain, and and people don't like that, and they're gonna push. They're gonna push. I always tell people, I don't care if you're in a relationship or not. If somebody's aggressively pushing against a boundary that you set, we got a problem. That means you're not respecting me at all, family yeah. or not. And yeah. we and now we got to have a whole nother discussion. Now it's gonna sound a little different, right? Absolutely, yeah. definitely. Mm -hmm. that, that that's definite. And I will say that um, this uh, first, I'm gonna say my my podcast family, man. <laughs> I love I love my podcast family to like pieces and beyond because uh, they they really have came in and 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 claim they seat <laughs> i would say uh but even as the journey that i'm currently on um like we've always talked about the generational curses and when you are in that situation where you want to break the generational curses you know you're gonna piss a lot of people off and people don't like when when you shaking and when you shaking the cage <laughs> like when they talk about what's the name you shaking the table a lot of people don't like that, but hell, fuck them. That's 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 the best way I can even say it right now. And I'm one of the ones that I was the pleaser and didn't want to ruffle no feathers and everything. But now I'm like, eh, fuck you. Either you get on the train, get off the train, because at this point, I am being selfish with myself, my healing, my relationships, whether it be you either gonna get with it or are you not um trying to heal and mend those even with my siblings because this is a journey that me and my siblings are even on or trying to restore our 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 siblingship and it's hard especially when you have multiple people but trying to even keep the everybody's feelings and just hear everybody where everybody is and the issues it was like wow that was an issue but you can't dismiss that. And I think that's where us as black people, we like to dismiss other people's experiences and each other's realities. And that's when you start bump button heads in situations. It's like, ah, well, fuck you. We, we, I, I, I don't want to be bothered. Okay. Well, if you ain't on it, that's just what it is. But I understand Pink's thing with wanting the kids to have people as well as like even Felicia, like, you know, you, 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 think about it you want your kids to have that experience of the grandparents and this and that but then sometimes it's them situations where you're like eh, nah, this shit just a little too goddamn mm -hmm. toxic this, this this toxic this is why i have the issues that i have <laughs> this motherfucker toxic another mother like it's that whole reality when you you're coming into your own and you want to break break those those generational curses and you realize okay bitch i got issues and i got mama issues I got daddy issues. This is why this and this is why this fucked up. It's a whole reality when you coming into your own and realizing the the fucked up shit, real, just real shit. Um, 
man uh, alex the man made the comment and he was like he need a set he need a, a double session with with derek and felicia um boy i don't like sharing my people i ain't lying i and i ain't gonna lie i'm selfish about y'all and it's like i i want to share but then i don't want to share at the same time like but i i want people to get this healing because it needs to be done in order to break this generational curse because we got kids and we're looking at i'm at an age where hell i can be having a grandbaby so i i don't want to keep passing the curse on because it's just getting deeper and deeper and you know they don't a lot of our folks don't believe in therapy we don't believe in therapy but get your damn therapy look here i got a couple of people on my team but I'm, I, everybody that comes on the podcast, Derek, Felicia, Alta, man, get 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 your healing. I, relationships, learn how to date correctly. Because when you think about it, Derek has made me realize that over my years, I was dating real fucked up. <laughs> but it's it's not just about it's not just about dating though. It's just about being in in fellowship i don't like saying relationship but in fellowship with people yeah like it's like yeah because like fucked up people get around fucked up people and then you have a fucked up situation and so sometimes you just have to say enough is enough and throw yeah. deuces yeah yep. most great. of the stuff that i teach in in relationship stuff is life lessons it ain't just about it's it's how you deal with people in general yeah right? yeah in, in real life whether it's family or not you still got to still have that filter into your like whatever your life is if it if it has some semblance of peace in it no my mama ain't gonna mess that up like i'm not mm -hmm. i'm not even gonna let her mess that up no matter how much she tried i'm like I'm <laughs> not available today so and you know what you know what's funny about people is when you put that boundary up and you stand firm on it, they figure it the hell out. Mm. And life goes on. They yeah. respect Yeah. They go and it, 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 it neglect the fact they not gonna try. Right. But they're gonna right. try. But uh you gotta be like, look, this is what it is. This is what it is. And I love what uh said. He said, You hey, that was one of the main reasons that I began healing. Because I realized that everybody around me all we knew was my hood was my ghetto and everybody was stuck on sleep with the same man shooting gang banging killing and da -da 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 -da. and i was like you know what i don't think i want this life anymore <laughs> like i don't think this is healthy right and so i had to get around people that was different than what i knew i i had to so a lot of my family that i've called family these are people that i've met online people i've met at events people i've just met and we just begin to grow in our relationship and friendship and so that's what it is it's really about getting with your people <laughs> yeah yep. getting with your people definitely yes so we're gonna get ready to close out because we know our guests are an hour ahead of us and uh absolutely uh uh sir are you are you are you tick tocking after this i'm just asking so wait pause before we since we keep talking about TikTok, i'm gonna have to catch up with y'all um i finally i finally did it i started posting i ain't post myself 
I posted like other shit. So y'all gonna have to help me help a brother out. <laughs> I'm serious. Like yo, fuck, hold on, y'all. You you harassed me to do it. I got the thing up and running now, and I'm sitting here. I'm posting. I'm just reposting the shit that other people do. So I don't know the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> he gonna need some healing when we catch a flight and go down there and, and, and put some hands on his ass. Yeah, come on, come on, to, come on to South Carolina. They, they got some big ass mosquitoes. Oh, you yeah, I'm out. Mosquitoes the size of bats. Yeah, I'm out. Anyway. That's really what you disrupt us for. That could have been an alternate. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, like, so, getting, yeah, exactly. So, getting ready to, man, to share, you have no idea, dog. No idea. <laughs> so, uh, closing out, I'm going to close out with a, with asking a question, and you can answer the question and give your outro at the same time. Um, what is one issue? that you have or one thing that you're working on and whoever want to start i guess i go first <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna be real and transparent um one of the things is building relationships and what i mean by that is communicating um i'm that type of person that uh i see phone calls and i be like <sighs> to the side. Um, and it's not that that I I'm, I don't want to talk to that person, but I'm a type of person like I am like home, marriage, family. And if mm -hmm. I get in that place, like I don't want to be bothered, I don't want to be bothered. And so I know as I'm growing in my business, as I'm growing in just more responsibilities, I know that people are wanting to hear from me and wanting to see me. And so I can't be that person like, nope, uh-uh, cut off. And because I'm so familiar with the cutoff and with the, the brick wall, um, I'm now willing and working on being more open with who I am. And so, and being more confident because a lot of, for me, my confidence is something that I've always worked I needed to work on because, you know, you know, when you go through trauma, you know, that self-esteem is something that, you know, it, it plays in your mind. So communicating um, and building relationships and confidence. Um, people thinking like, oh, you're so confident, girl. I mean, I work on this daily. <laughs> this is a daily affirmation and affirming and confirming and telling myself yeah. I'm done. So it's it's just willing to work on these things. So that's what I'm working on, my issues of being mm -hmm. I love that because yeah, I can feel all that. <laughs> all all that. All that. Um Mr. Jones, you wanna go next? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said that to tell people where to find you and all that other stuff. Too, but oh, yeah. but oh. yes, definitely do that. Cause I was gonna tell that go on and do that because like I said, somebody requested you, you know, hey, you know, but I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little nice and share. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at I am dot Felicia Johnson, or you can find me on I am Felicia Johnson dot live. That is my website. 
And I'm really on all social media. So Felicia Johnson, trauma recovery coach. That's where you can find me at. So I think what I continue to work on is, is, um, putting myself on the priority list. Mm. Like, like at, like at the top of it, that's hard for me to do. Um, but I work on it. I, I, I have a lot of successes with, with crime, but I also have to fight it because I'm, I'm one of those people that like to put everything on my back and make sure everybody good. And then I'm always at the bottom. So I've been like that most of my life, but what I'm realizing now is that I can, you know, erect those boundaries. I can say no. I can take time to get myself together and not detach. Like y'all see me on saw y'all be seeing me on TikTok a lot, and then y'all don't see me on TikTok a lot. And then I come back because I gotta make sure that I'm taking care of stuff and I'm taking care of me. And whew, as much as I want to do stuff, and I'll be like, nah, let me just chill today. So I, I'm learning that that's new. Cause I'm always like, you know, they want me to go live or I need to do this. or my family need that. All right, let me do that. And that, that just turns into stress for me. And I don't, me and stress don't, we not friends. So I got to make sure that I'm good. So that's something that I actively have to keep like working on. Um, and I, and I have a, a wife that allows me to be able, she doesn't like put that pressure on me to have to be everything all the time. So that helps too. Cause a lot of times men, we do that to ourselves and she gives me the space to, to, uh, to, to take care of myself as well. So I'll, I'll, um, I'll land that there. And then how you can find me, um, go to TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) TikTok relationship underscore gumbo. And then my main website is my relationship gumbo.com. And you can literally get everything that there is relationship gumbo related there. Like we got some big changes coming up next week. Um, the, the, the love Academy, which is the relationship yeah. Academy that everything's getting refreshed. The courses, eBooks, um, the relationship gumbo live show is on TikTok every Wednesday at 8 PM. We just moved that from YouTube to TikTok last week and we had an amazing show and um, it's just stuff. I, I gotta, I gotta some things that y'all going to be, amazed next week i'm working really hard like when i get off of here it's 10 30 here i'm gonna still be working for about two or three hours yeah because i got a deadline yeah so that's all i got all right uh nika peaks it's me it's me um my thing that i'm working on i'll take it from uh my boy kenny is Knowing when to hold them, knowing when to fold them, when to walk away, and when the hell to run. <laughs> My issue is I, I'm still working on knowing when to just know, okay, it's time to go or whether to stay in it. And for me, it's still trying to find that balance of feeling like, okay, what the hell? So that's my biggest thing that I'm working on. As y'all see with my relationships, that's how I go with my family. I just, sometimes I don't be knowing, but I'm trying to work through it. And I guess it's the boundaries. And just when you get, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure this shit out. Hmm. You can follow me on TikTok. That's where I be at. That's all I got, y'all. All right. Uh, um, Mr. Uh, I don't know how to TikTok. <laughs> I was, I was just laughing because I was like, shit, I forgot the question. 
Mr. I got three friends. That's all I got on my TikTok. And that's all y'all. So shit, that's all who I rock with. And that's from, and that and that's from last week. Hey, look here, look here. You asked my ass to get on now. I'm doing it now. <laughs> okay. You better leave me alone. What was the question again now? Since you done. One of your issues or something that you're working on and your outro. Oh, one man. Well, I, if you got more than one, hey, I, I ain't gonna limit you. Well, that's against the wall. Uh, that's easy. Uh, balance. I gotta work on my balance, like mentally and physically. Um, I've been like the last couple of months since, like, I want to say about June. I've been all over the place. I'm trying to narrow that thing that's my that's what i'm working on that's my issue and that's what i'm working on getting my balance and uh focusing on me is that that your outro too sir hmm? is that also your outro uh well shit, i'm just learning my social media so i can't tell you that you're gonna have to wait to Tune in next time to find out my social media. And he still ain't gonna know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I can say I got issues, but they are being worked on. So, um, I'm gonna say right now is definitely my healing. Um, is one of my biggest things that I am working on, but I am still uh, in process and working on those, like I said, the sibling relationships and uh, boundaries, because <laughs> those boundaries are interesting. But I think the biggest person that is shocked for my boundaries, I hate to say, is my dad, because uh, normally when he calls, I go running. Um, but uh, yeah, me not running, I got this. I get the silence on the phone. Like, let me make sure I heard this right. Like, yeah, I ain't, I ain't coming out. Like, I, I get with you later. I got something to do. So, um, yeah, that is probably my my biggest. And definitely choosing me, which I'm hearing that a lot on the panel tonight. Because, um, yeah, and I get that phone call. He always calls when I'm in my circle meeting, my healing circle meeting. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to hit you back because I'm busy. So that is um, definitely uh what i'm working on um as always i thank my guests tonight um always uh, uh sir you want to ask that on here is this after we get off oh after we get off you type slow okay um so um that is definitely what i'm working on um for everybody uh like you said definitely i and this is these are high suggestions like i said if there's something that you want to work on you're in that mode where you want to heal break generational curses don't know where to start hey derek and felicia alta those are i highly suggested highly suggested um if if that's where the route you're trying to go definitely reach out to them they are i can say from experience they are there to help they're not um, fueled by finances, even though finances is wonderful, but they're not full, fueled by that. They definitely have a genuine heart to want people to get better and to heal. And in this time and where we are, that is very rare, but they have, 
man, their hearts are just so big and they want it for you. Like this is that healing in that black community um, and community altogether that is definitely needed. So I would definitely say get in where you fit in. Um, yeah, get, get that. Um, but again, thank you everybody that tuned in uh, tonight. We love y'all most definitely. If y'all are not following um, us, please follow the YouTube, the Facebook, definitely TikTok. People don't know they TikTok, so I ain't going to talk about them. Um, I think most people is following me, but if not, my TikTok is T underscore two underscore the underscore K underscore all underscore day. TikTok. You need a bouncing ball for that. Hey, TikTok was tripping with me when I tried to do it the regular way because that was too much and they wouldn't accept it. So I had to go with what they accept, but it works. Hey, it is what it is. But um, yeah, check it out. Get with us. Well, I, I can't say we post content. I post content because I'm like, yeah, struggling. But yes, definitely um, check us out. Um, get the help heal watch uh, a lot of us have journeys and definitely are growing um but like i said derek derek felicia they definitely good people i i love them to pieces that's my big bro my big sis man like real talk um they have definitely since i've been in these podcast streets shown so much love um on a personal level and even on a podcast level so I if I, I need a question, I'm like, hey, I, I'm in that inbox. <laughs> so we definitely appreciate y'all. Um, on that note, we are going to close out. Um, but y'all follow because yeah, we we put the topics up as they go. You never know what's gonna happen in this wonderful world. So due to technical difficulties, I attempt to do the outro. If it don't, we just gonna cut it out because I ain't even playing with. Hey, start beatboxing, and freestyle. So you gonna spit on your computer? Ah, my computer to the side. I can be box ready. You you missed that. That went right over your head, right? The damn so did. <laughs> so be blessed. Be safe. Have a great week. <laughs>